All right, guys, welcome back into another NFL DFS video. Got the week four core plays here for you. And, you know, this one is going to be a little bit harder than the last three. Uh, the last three slates have been pretty easy. You know, the first two were very easy. There's a ton of value. It's really easy to make whichever lineup you guys wanted. And it was going to be profitable pretty much. Uh, last week was a little bit more difficult. Not finding the correct plays. It was just finding the correct lineup path. Just because there's a ton of great plays across the board given the price points. This week it's a little bit more difficult. Because uh, there's two running backs on the high end that you really should pay up for. But then there's two running backs you know, in that mid-tier range of pricing that are also going to be good plays for you as well. And we're kind of figuring out which receivers to fill in with. So definitely a harder week. But it's one that we can still attack. So let's get into the picks for this week. All right, so starting off on the quarterback side of it, I'm going to start off with quarterback Russell Wilson. If you guys can fit him into your build, you absolutely should. I'm a little bit shocked that he's not above 8K, especially given the matchup. He should have at least a floor of 20 DK points. If you guys want to lock that in, I'm perfectly fine with that. Speaking of locking it in, you could easily fit Tyler Lockett and even DK Metcalf in the build with him as well. And you're set up for you know a nice, safe stack, probably each and every week it seems like, but even given this matchup, I still could see that stack going for 90 DK points this week. Um, moving on, Kyler Murray I still think is safe going against the Carolina Panthers now. Sure, on paper, they've been good against quarterbacks, but it's more or less that teams have been able to beat them up via the running game, so that's how teams have been attacking them. And we see that, you know, Kyler Murray, Five, eight, and 13 rushing attempts in uh, three different games this year. So the rushing upside is there for him as well. You know, they could easily choose to attack Carolina via Kyler Murray's rushing game. So I really don't mind him as a pick this week. Going a little bit lower, the standout play, though, is going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. I really don't get the price point of Fitzpatrick going against the Seattle Seahawks. They've been absolutely dominated against quarterbacks this year. Uh, so he should have like a safe floor of at least 20 DK points, which at 5.4, that is insane value. You can see that's what he's been averaging so far this year. Now, yes, he did have that dud against the New England Patriots. What I'm saying is that the Seahawks are not as good of a team as the Patriots. They're not as good as the Bills, and they might not be as good as the Jaguars in the passing game. So really like Fitzpatrick. And on top of that, Tua has been a little bit banged up per some reports that are out there right now. So I don't think we have to worry about Fitzpatrick maybe possibly struggling and then getting replaced by Tua. That's going to be a couple of weeks down the road, I think. So, you know, Fitzpatrick really should be a safe play, and he does have a ton of upside. I really don't get the price point. I thought he would at least be 6K to make us at least think about it. All right, so now moving on to the running backs. There's two obvious plays on the high end. You got Kamara, the most priced one, but, you know, he's been involved in the receiving game with Michael Thomas out. Now, even if Michael Thomas plays, I still think that he is going to be a safe play given the matchup. And, you know, he's just productive no matter what. 23, 38, and 47 DK points at this price point. I just don't see how Kamara still doesn't hit value against the Detroit Lions. So, you know, you almost kind of got to lock in Kamara. But the other play here is going to be Ezekiel Elliott. Super safe as a play. He's going to get 20 DK points in this matchup going against the Cleveland Browns. This is a matchup that they should be able to dominate. Um, I was a little bit worried about him against the Seahawks and against the Falcons somewhat just because those teams are so easy to attack in the air that I was a little bit worried that he might not get as many carries. And you know, that was true against Seattle, but he was uh, involved in the passing game, six receptions in both those two games. So I think he's going to be a really safe play, has that TD rushing upside as well. Going lower, there are a ton of you know decent running back plays here. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, I still like. James Robinson, I still like as a play. You guys know our boy. Uh, pretty good matchup. Let's just say James Robinson was drafted in the first or second round, and you know 
people didn't have that undrafted bias for him, he would at least be 7K this week. I would say he's looked really impressive on film. But the play that I really like is actually CEH, the first-round draft pick. Uh, going against the New England Patriots, you know, people might stray away from that just because of the red number right next to the rank there, which might be valid, but you got CEH here getting 20 opportunities per game. He should at least get 15 DK points in this matchup, and you could say that he's due for a touchdown, so I really do like him as a play this week, and I will say he has gotten better each and every week. Then you got Kenyon Drake and Devin Singletary, both guys that are due to have a big week, especially Singletary if Moss is out. They're both going against the two by far worse rush defenses, so really do like those plays. Kenyon Drake is very interesting just because he has been getting around 20 opportunities per game. If he does that again this week, there's no way he doesn't have value. He could easily get 100 rushing yards. And then Singletary could easily get a rushing touchdown. Darrell Henderson, sneaky, sneaky value play there on that side as well. Don't mind that play. And then Miles Gaskin as well, a guy that got a lot of touches last week. 22 in the run game, five receptions. He got six and four the two prior weeks before that in the receiving game. I do think he's going to be safe to hit value. He's kind of the lowest price running back I would want to go with on the slate. Even if this game gets out of hand, I still think that Gaskins would get involved in the passing game as well. All right, moving on to the receivers. I think it's redundant if I say, if you can pay up for DeAndre Hopkins, you should do it. But I'm just going to say it, do it if you can. Um, don't mind Tyler Lockett. Like I said, DK Metcalf, you could easily stack, um, those guys in there with Russell Wilson and then play some of the running back value. If that's the right, you guys want to go I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, Robert Woods, though, is a play that I want to talk about. He is super safe. I know the targets haven't exactly been there six, five and eight, but they really haven't had to be there. They haven't getting them involved, you know, in the rushing game as well. A lot of end arounds. So, I do like the touches that Robert Woods has been getting. I do think he's safe to get around 12 DK points. We saw even a game where he struggled. He still had 11.3 DK points. Now, yes, that was on a TD in the rushing game, which is kind of fluky, but really how the Rams play, not that fluky at all. Kenny Galladay at this price point is kind of interesting to me. He saw seven targets in his first game back. Yes, it was kind of easier matchup, and yes, he scored a touchdown, but I still really do like him at that price point. We know if he was kind of fully healthy for the last three weeks, he'd probably be a lot higher priced than this. So Kenny Galladay at that price point I do like as well. All right, going lower. There are a ton of, like, okay plays in this price point range. Preston Williams is playing Fitzpatrick. You easily stack him with that. Brandon Cooks I do like as a play as well. Uh, Deshaun Watson gets his easiest matchup of the year, so thus the receivers get their easiest matchup of the year. Really don't mind Cooks. That's kind of like a value receiver play if you guys have to go that low, but there's two receivers in the 3K range, once again, that I really like that are pretty much locked into hitting value. So the first one, Darnell Mooney, Mooney, who I talked about in passing on the live stream, on the Sunday live stream. Once again, you guys should definitely check that out. It's really centered, focused toward you guys, the viewers. So Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. Central to 11 a.m. Central. We got you covered. Get your questions answered in that live chat as well. But Mooney has been kind of sneaky good. He's really looked good on film. And Anthony Miller is not the receiver number two in that offense right now. It's Mooney. He actually has the third most snaps on the offensive side of the ball for, you know, offensive weapons between quarterback, receiver, running back, tight end. He's been third. It's been... Uh, Allen Robinson, Trubisky, and now Mooney. I don't know what to say, but at 3K for this guy, really cheap, and he should be a lock to value if he's going to get that snap count like he has 
the last two weeks where it's been over 60% of the receiver snaps. So I really do like him as a play. A little bit shocking that Miller's not getting more snaps than Mooney, but it's kind of just the way it's been for them. And then Arizona, if Christian Kirk's going to be out again, which it kind of seems like he's going to be, then we kind of just got to go with Johnson here. 3K, you saw seven targets last week where it's tough to believe that seven targets only led to two receptions. Even if he gets one more reception, he would have easily hit value and exceeded value. So, you know, it's a, I guess you could say it's risky, but for seven targets in this offense, we know he's going to get at least five. I really like it as a play at that 3K minimum. You can really make a lot of stuff work if you pay down for him or Mooney. Makes a lot of things easier with your build process. All right, and then moving on to the tight ends, you know, Kelsey, Andrews, Higby, I do like on the top end. Um, Darren Waller should be a little bit more involved in the passing game. Kind of crazy. When is Evan Ingram going to get involved? It's kind of, you know, with Sterling Shepard out, I thought he'd take that step. Maybe this is the week where he finally gets it done where it's a relatively easier matchup. So maybe this is the week. Moelle Cox, he's really shown some upside the last two weeks with Jack Doyle. Kind of limited. He did play more snaps than Jack Doyle last week. Maybe that was just the case. Uh, Game script, playing style, favorable matchups. We don't really know. Jack Doyle could have still been injured, but still kind of an intriguing play at that price point. Just got to go back to the well with Logan Thomas, though. The targets have been there. The production's been there as well. We know in week two he should have had a touchdown. Didn't look bad in week three. He's going against the Ravens again this week where it's another easy tight end matchup. So I kind of just have to go back to the well with him. We know he's going to at least hit value, kind of provides a safe floor for you at the tight end position. And tight end's kind of been highly variable. So he's a guy at this price point where I just like that we know what we're going to get from him. It's a known factor. If he scores a touchdown, that's easily going to help us out to cash this week. All right, that's all I have for you guys this week. If you enjoyed the video, please give me a like and subscribe. I do appreciate that. If you guys want to join 9to5Nation, it's $10 a month. Um, it's really geared towards profit. You know, I, I really like to dumb it down, just give you guys the plays that are going to help you profit. It's really focused at that. It's winning made easy. So check that out. Link is in the description below. All right, thanks, guys. We're out. And as always, let's keep cashing.